you know, sometimes I'll see people and they'll have CEO on their title and they're the only person at their company. It's like, well, are, like, what are you the chief executive of? <laughs> like, there's nobody else here. Um, but you got to start somewhere, right? So it, I'm not saying that's not an accurate title, but what CEO means to that person is something very different than what the CEO you know, of Apple means. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have David J of Warm Welcome. David, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks. It's great to be here. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about David so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And David is the founder and CEO of Warm Welcome and was recently named a top 100 tech innovator and influencer. And David knows a few things about startups. Uh, Just looking around, he's done so many phenomenal things and he definitely is going to be a wealth of knowledge. So super excited to have you on the show. David, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do it then. So um, to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit and hear a little bit more on what I like to call your CEO story. We'll let you get started with all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, so I have maybe a typical tech uh, story where I dropped out of college and I uh, was living literally under, the, under my roommate's bed and uh, started a photography business. So I was in, in a service business and then started to hit all of the kind of scale problems that every service business has. And, uh, and in that process started to build communities. And then from those communities um, started the different software companies. And that was back in 2005 and have been doing that ever since just kind of one startup after another bootstrapped everything. Uh, but have been kind of enjoying the, the variety, I guess, uh, that you have with, uh, with startups nowadays, you know, you can do something in an artistic industry, like, uh, like most of my products are. And then, you know, now we're moving into kind of more general communication, trying to help every business transition to a whole new way of, um, communicating with their clients digitally through video, you know, less, less like brick and mortar shops and more online stores. So that's, yeah. that's a quick recap of the last 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you for, for sharing that. And I love kind of hearing about, you know, the, the journey, I guess you can say. And, and I love how you kind of talked about, you know, starting out with that service business. And it sounds like you've been able to kind of pick out, you know, those, I guess, problems that maybe a lot of business owners and, and people go through, but be able to kind of create a solution from there and continue to kind of do that. It sounds like from each of your, uh, your startups. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an important thing. I would actually encourage just about anyone starting a company is start in a service company because, you know, nowadays in tech, you know, you hear about SaaS, right? Software as a service, but everyone forgets about the service part and they focus Mm -hmm. on the scalable parts. They focus on the software and they spend so much time thinking about their product instead of thinking about the customer's problem. And I think we all need to just recalibrate all the time. Think about the customer's problem, talk about the customer's problem, live, breathe the customer's problem. Uh, instead of thinking and breathing the product all the time. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think, it, you know, as you innovate and you start to, to you know, um, you know, make those, you know, softwares or the technology uh, that we kind of focus on, we sometimes do forget, I always call it like the human aspect of business. And I think I actually saw that's one of the things that your dad, you know, told you that it's so important to kind of keep that front in mind uh, when you are building something, because we can lose sight of the problem that we're actually solving the impact that we're open, hoping to have to make. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more about Warm Welcome and what you're doing there. Can you take us through how that works and how you serve the clients you work with? Yeah, so Warm Welcome started as just a kind of a test little prototype of a project. And, uh, you know, we wanted to personalize communication a little bit more. Everyone was moving towards bots and AI and it just didn't sit right with us. Like we want a relationship with our customers. We want to um, understand what they're going through. And we think, we just think business is better that way. And, and so a friend of mine came over and he was looking at some other technology we were building. And he's like, Hey, could I use that to send personal videos to all of my customers and just welcome them, uh, you know, to our business. And uh, his name's Eric Knopf. He has a company called web connects. And I was like, wow, that's a cool idea. I was like, I'm going to steal that. I'm just going to make a whole product about it. And, and he's like, just give me the first copy. And he sends, or his companies send thousands and thousands of these video greetings to their customers. Um, but it's a fun, it's a fun space. It's a fun, uh, I would say new space, but uh, I think we're on kind of a 600 year transition in how people communicate right? 600 years ago, the printing press came out. And ever since then, we've been obsessed with written communication because it was one of the first things in the world that scaled, right? You can write a book or write something down and print a million copies of it. So the printing press allowed us to do. But today, with the advent of the internet, as well as, you know, everyone has a, a camera on them all the time, uh, we can communicate a lot better through video and it can scale. So that's where Warm Welcome came about as we said, you know what, we need a more personal way for businesses to communicate. And we need a way that um, I think brings a lot more life and joy and, and person, personality to the, to the conversation. So that's, uh, that's where Warm Welcome came from. Yes, absolutely. And so I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself personally or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? You know, people in general, everyone kind of has their, their genius and um, each business has the opportunity for that as well. And I think, um, you know, you, you mentioned earlier the, the quote that my dad shared with me when I was 16 and he sat me down and he said, David, if you make your business about helping other people, you'll always have plenty of work. And, and so that's what, you know, I've tried to focus on and focus the businesses on is, you know, how can we help people? How can we serve people? Because uh, we all need help. We all need someone to come alongside us and give us a boost or, you know, help us over some hurdles. And, uh, and so making a business that does that business that is a guide is a Sherpa to use some of uh, Donald Miller's language, like, those I think are, are more fulfilling ways to go about life. Uh, but also it, it reminds us that like making a business in and of itself is not really that important, but when it connects to other people and it can help other people, that's what brings the value. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? 
You know, I would say the thing that makes, makes me more effective, uh, but I think we could all use it is actually silence. Silence is, is so underrated um, and just being still stopping, pausing for a moment is something that our world just doesn't allow. And we've gotten you know, more distracted. Every single moment is filled up with dings and messages and things are pulling at us so much that uh, we don't take the time. It's hard, it's increasingly hard to take the time to just step back, pause and be still. And I think that's where actually a lot of people's genius can come out. The ideas can come out and the real life transforming um, things can come out is when we um, kind of get away from the noise of our world. And we say, you know what, what is it that, that I uniquely am created to do? What, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Not what is the world kind of pulling me toward what's going to get more likes on Facebook or what's going to, you know, get more shares. Like, those are all, I think, distractions more often than not. And so getting into a quiet space and taking that time is, uh, is really important. And I don't know, I think, uh, I think we need to be pushing for that. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I try to do that. I try to commit to taking that time in, in the morning and before the kids are up and uh, just get into a quiet spot and Kind of recalibrating my day and my life and focusing on the the things that i value and making sure my life's moving towards that awesome 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 so i wanted to ask you now for what i call a ceo nugget you might have already touched on this but this is kind of a word of wisdom or piece of advice it might be something you would tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine yeah well uh, a mentor of mine tim sanders uh he said something years ago he said your your network is your net worth and I think we're seeing that play out a lot right now. Uh, for example, if you sell something on Amazon, you have no idea who bought it because Amazon owns that network. If you publish a podcast, you don't know who's listening to it, right? If you post something on Facebook, you oftentimes don't have any control of who's gonna see it. The network owns all of that. And so I think it's more important than ever for people to own their network whether you're a podcaster, an author, you know, just anyone who's selling anything needs to know who their customer is. And so finding ways um, to capture that, nurture that network uh, and continue to build off of that is I think what's gonna really separate the people in the next, the next era of business as we get away, as we get out of having these networks own and control everything and it gets back to uh, essentially direct to consumer communication, right? Like we've moved and transitioned to direct to consumer in terms of selling products, but we've lost the communication in all of it. And the only way for us to communicate with the customers is, you know, through these networks that are owning and controlling everything. So uh, that's something that I think for, for everybody, we need to start making that switch. We need to start um, owning our network and communicating directly with it instead of communicating through other networks. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So David, what does being a CEO mean to you? Well, uh, I think it means different things at different stages. And, you know, sometimes I'll see people and they'll have CEO on their title and they're the only person at their company. It's like, well, 
are like, what are you the chief executive of? <laughs> like, there's nobody else here. Um, but you got to start somewhere, right? So it, I'm not saying that's not an accurate title, but what CEO means to that person is something very different than what the CEO, you know, of Apple means where, you know, they're employing tens of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, so um, to me, I, I would put it in the category, if I was putting it in kind of a general category across the line, I would say C CEOs uh, are in charge of, of creating things and growing them for in increasing value. Uh, so I know that's kind of a bland definition, um, but I think that uh, oftentimes, especially early on, people, early you know, CEOs who are maybe going out trying to raise money or whatever, there's a lot of talk around company culture. The problem is early on, early stage companies, don't have a culture problem. They have a customer problem because they have no customers. Right. So they need to focus on the company, not on the culture of the employees. And they get that messed up and they spend all this time and all this money building this great, wonderful culture, but then they don't get enough customers to pay for it. And then they go out of business and that's bad for everybody. And you see that, I mean, how many people do you know that have just gone from one startup to another? This one's venture back, they go there, ooh, great. We have a free keg in the office and we have yoga parties and we have this. And then we go out of business two years later and they go to the next company, company and they do that. And we're not teaching this younger generation how to actually survive and succeed and how to create something valuable. And so I think the, CEO, the CEO's job should be that, is to create a valuable company that can employ people, can take care of people. I'm all for that. That's great. But in the early stages, I don't think there's enough conversation around uh, making sure that the company is set up for success so that the company can take care of the people. You know, we often put the cart before the horse on that one. And too many companies are dying because the, I, I would say the CEO isn't doing a good job of challenging the employees to actually show up and do the work that matters. You know, we're not having yoga parties and kegs in the office. If you don't hit your numbers sort of conversation, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. It's all party after, after we win, hey, don't party when you lose. <laughs> and so I, I think we need to have some tougher conversations with the workforce right now and say, Hey, show up and win. And we'll have a good time, but don't expect to be having a party here for losing. Yes, absolutely. Well, David, truly appreciate that. And um, of course, appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Oh, thanks, Gresham. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time and just being here with you. It's it's fun. I, I like this. I like video. I think we can talk about things, even if we don't agree on things, uh, you know, we can talk about them uh, here a lot better than we can type about them. And I think the transition from typing to talking is an important one for our society. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, would you, if you're going to type something on Facebook to somebody, would you say that to them if you were sitting down having a beer with them? If not, then shut up and, you know, go call them up and have a beer and talk to them about it because we don't need to be so polarized. We don't need to be so binary about everything. But when we type and we become these keyboard warriors, it, it, like society's not better. People are not happier. Like it's not good. So um, if anything, 
send someone a video, you know, that, that will be, I think a, a way to kind of balance things out and get us back talking person to person, soul to soul, you know, it's much, much better way to, to go about life. So I appreciate this, appreciate what you're doing and um, excited to kind of keep following along. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm happy, you know, and excited that you had the opportunity to be a part of it. Looking forward to having, you know, you back on the show as well, too. And we will definitely have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can connect with you and see everything that you and your team are working on. So truly appreciate you again, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.